This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards. And a turkey. Did you hear the turkey? I didn't hear the turkey. I just heard one of the hens. That's a turkey. I that's, heard that turkey. That's not our hen. No, the hen was right before we started. So we're uh, outside for this edition of 40 Acres in a Fool. Uh, that'll be a wild turkey, Yeah. by the way. Do you know what this is? Bourbon? That's the sound of Basil Hayden. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> not wild turkey. That's really close. They are really close. Wow. Missy is now standing up to see if she can see the... Turkeys. They're right. They must be in the woods, like right behind. Over. The, the, oh, okay. The tree line. Down near the creek. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got uh, turkeys. You might be hearing in the background. We've got uh, pigs that you might be hearing in the background at some point, uh, and we have new chickens that you might be hearing in the background at some point. Yes, I went up in uh, about an hour drive north of here. There was a. You found the ad for me on Craigslist. Guy selling layers, mm-hmm. and they're. Almost ready to lay. Like, they're just qu- all, just old enough. They're, they should be starting to lay eggs any minute now, which is nice. Because usually I've been getting really young pullets, and I'm having to wait a month or weeks for them to lay. And in the meantime, they get snatched by something because they're small and stupid. So hopefully we got ten almost adult girls that will keep our roosters out of trouble, too, because they've only, between the two of them, they've only had four girls. So I they're know. losing a lot of feathers. It's been just bad. Yeah. But yeah. It should be good now. We got a clean coop thanks to you yesterday. Yes. And now everybody should be happy tonight. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. That was my uh, Saturday chore because uh, when you clean out a coop, especially uh, when you do the deep litter method of, of wintering them where you just add in more straw and you add in more straw and you cover up the poop and the gross, at some point all of that has to come out. Right. So that's what we had been doing. Uh, and it all had to come out yesterday. And there's a lot of chicken dust that gets stirred up. I don't want Missy around it. I used a mask and uh, uh, goggles to keep them out of my eyes. But it, it was, yeah, it's gross. It really is. It is gross. But uh, the compost pile has three garden cartloads worth of chicken manure and straw, uh, making it nice and toasty. Yeah. So that'll help. Yeah, that should be a good addition to the compost heap. Yeah. And the uh, the coop 
is clean. Is clean. It's nice and clean. They're in Probably there already. For like two days. They're all well. They're in there already, like throwing the straw all over the place. So I'm like having to push it around and look for eggs because it's still the bottom row is where they usually like to lay. But they're throwing the straw all over the place, so it's like it's covering up the box hole entrances. So right, I kind of tamped a little of that down when I went to check for eggs earlier. Yeah, it'll it'll, it'll they'll, they'll settle it down uh, in a day or two. Now, did you say that these are laying right now? No, they should be laying any second now. That's what the dude. That's what the ad said too. Okay, so they're like I think um to eighteen twenty weeks. So between eighteen and twenty two is when most hens start laying. Okay, so they're just about and the and they must be ready because. Usually when the girls aren't old enough, the roosters don't bother with them either. They don't but have any interest. They don't have any interest in them. But as soon as I – these roosters, man, they're, <laughs> they are randy little B-words. we got to figure out the name because I think, I think we need to have new names for our, our roosters because right Mr. now it's Crow, Mr. Crow and, and Fabio. Fabio, right? Yeah. But do you remember that old Saturday Night Live sketch with Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell and they would go to the nightclub and they would – Bounce yes. their heads back and forth, and they would pretty much assault women by dancing. Yes, at them. yes. That's our that's our that's roosters. kind of our roosters. So we gotta we gotta go after and remember those names. So I used bullet uh, extra large dog crate to get the chickens home, and uh, no problems. Everybody was happy in the back of the truck, and I get home and uh, put them in the cart and wheel them down to where the coop is, and I kind of open up the top of the fence, the door for the yard, so nobody can get out, and I just sort of reach in and start putting them in. I swear, as soon as that one hen hit the ground, here comes Fabio, wonk, like, oh, I'm going to hit that. Like, seriously, it was ridiculous for about 15 minutes. They were relentless. Yeah, this is why when when I hear people talk about uh, how animals are, you know, no different than people. I was like, well, then you've never seen the morals of a rooster. No, man, there's chicken. It's chicken rape. It, it is. It's, it's, it's not it's consensual not at no, all. No, it's uh, <laughs> tail feathers missing, midsection, you know, mid feathers. I mean, it's, yeah, it's Ch- violent. Chipetta and the barred rock are both missing head feathers at this point. They, I know. They've, they've gone they've bald been... like me. <laughs> Poor things. But yeah, because that's because the roosters grab by the back of their heads. Exactly. <laughs> so romantic. That is not why you went bald. That's not why I went bald. No. No, you didn't keep grabbing me by the back of the head. No. Thank goodness. Although you did laugh when I uh, gave you a kiss and I tried to run my fingers through your hair the other night. That was that was just like amusing. It kind of broke the moment. <laughs> it was kind of weird. <laughs> like, There's nothing there. Stop that. <laughs> well, it's not nothing. It's to be fair. You never like when when we it's like hug what, and, it, and smooch. It's not like inch? you ever rub your hands over my bald head either. That's that's just not one of your things. Ever. No. 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 <laughs> Uh, don't do it to mine. Uh-uh. But it's not bald, bald. It's like a, a good half inch, I think. Oh, no. It's it's coming in nice and thick. Yeah, it and, is pretty and thick. And kind of wavy. I don't know if it's going to be curly, but I, I think it, it I is coming in that. wavy. It is coming in kind of weird. I'm like, wait, this isn't as straight as it should be. But maybe it'll straighten out at some point. But, uh, I don't know. I've heard every person I've heard who's had chemo, if they had straight hair going in, they got wavy or curly hair coming out. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. I guess if you already have curly hair, you can't tell if it changed. Right. Because my sister's always had wavy hair, so okay. her hair just came back the same. Well, maybe your hair will just come back wavy. Maybe that'll be weird. Or maybe it'll be like a Mike Brady perm. Oh, I'll look just like my dad and my his happy hair. <laughs> just no. don't grow the mustache that your dad had for a while. That, no, uh, I, would, I don't think I don't think I could. I've never. I hope not. It's not like I wax or or do anything. I've never actually had an issue with facial hair. Yeah, which is thankfully. I'm, yeah, I'm glad for that. Yeah, don't become the walrus. No, I don't don't want to be the Eggman. No, won't do that. All right, we're going to step away for a moment or two, but we have more 40 Acres and a Fool, so stick around. We'll be right back with more right after this. 
40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. So uh, spring break is upon us. We uh, we apparently have a late spring break this year because uh, up in northern Virginia, they've already had theirs. It's already come and gone. When I was a kid growing up, we always had spring break closer to Easter. I think it was because I grew up, it was more Catholic. Right. Um, but it, spring break was always... Uh, Good Friday, and then the week after Easter. Ours ended up this year being tied into the start of spring turkey season. So I don't know if that uh, had anything to do with it or oh, not. Oh, how but, funny uh, is that? Yeah, right? It's the week before Easter here. Yeah, so. yeah. And the uh, the week that spring turkey season starts. So right. uh, with mm-hmm. spring break underway, we uh, took 16-year-old, almost has his own driver's license. Yeah, the but, very last day of spring break <laughs> is when his driver's license is active. They but do not it yet, here has his driver's license. We, uh, we, you drove... Uh, almost two hours away to the uh, town of Bedford, Virginia, to uh, drop him off with our oldest son for a couple of days. And then you went a few more miles uh, west to Roanoke. Yeah, we went to check out um, Black Dog Salvage. Uh Uh-huh. Because I'm just at Salvage Dogs is the TV show that we like to watch. Right. So, um, and I saw them both. I saw the two main characters They're just working there on a sh- at their shop. It was really, really crowded. Um, they have a lot of stuff. Um, so it's not even just like the, the fun, cute stuff that they make. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of that. They have other people that they have little, sh- they have like almost like little stalls, but bigger. Okay. Like other artisans and artists who make things there. Um, but they do just have a ton of stuff. Like, Areas with just doors and molding and mantles. And I had a big duh moment when I got there and I saw this whole wall of doorknob locks like we need for our one room. Oh. And it's it's one of those, it has to be the exact same size because it fits into the door. It's like a big metal contraption and the doorknob goes through it. Okay. Well, if right now it gets stuck, cl- locked, closed. And then we can't, so I just took it completely off, but now we have to close the door with a door, a, a, a chair. <laughs> to keep it shut. To keep right. it shut. Otherwise, it just kind of swings because it's an old house and it's not very level. Um, but I think if I, you know, if I end up getting back there, I need to remember to bring it with me to see if they have a, a replacement. But they did have a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. Lots that, of lots of stuff. And that's cool that, uh, was it Robert and... Mike, I think. And Mike were yeah. there? Yeah. Um, so I was like, hey, I had a little star moment, walked around had some ideas saw some really you know neat things the stuff i'm not like are you kidding me kind of price tag but um <laughs> but probably you know between the the effort and the you know person having to put it all together right um, you know it's, it's, i'm sure it's worth that much hey money. listen if we ever have corny goat salvage you know uh, you can overcharge for your artisan coffee tables and whatnot yeah i'll start knitting chicken uh blankets or whatever and people buy them just because it'll be like made by missy and i can charge you know ridiculous amount of money. chicken blankets they're called hen saddles they're to keep the girls from getting their feathers uh, pulled out by okay. over uh zealous roosters 
but they look like little they look like they have little smocks on it cracks me up i'm just like i'm just gonna let my chickens be chickens it's summer if they're a little naked they'll be fine they're gonna grow their feathers back they've got more girls for them to share so and then i think this week i'm gonna spend some time building more chicken tunnels for space but yeah it was fun it was nice to get out of the day it was a beautiful drive it's beautiful country out. Yeah, and spring has sprung and right and spring now. Spring is springing. Just... Everything is popping up green, and those, uh, the it's this this week where it has a full moon. It's called the pink moon, mm-hmm. and it's not pink. I was really disappointed when I read about it. I was hoping <laughs> it would be actually aren't, pink moon. Aren't, aren't generally blue either. Well, they're kind of bluish because they're gray. But anyway, uh, pink moon is the, the purple pink flocks that's all over the place. Okay, on the ground it's oh. that flower. Uh-huh. All, tons of it, and those. Pink trees everywhere between here and there. Yeah, what are the little pink blossom trees? Do you know? No, I don't know. They look like red buds, but they're not. No, because they're not. And they're as... they're like scrub trees, but they're really pretty scrub trees. I mean, they're right everywhere. now. They're right now. Yeah, right now they look beautiful because the only thing on them are these pinky purple flowers, mm-hmm. and then they just look like crappy bushes any other time of the year. <laughs> right. They're usually along the sides of the roads. They're no, they don't look like anything when they're green, but right now they're really pretty, so yeah. it was a nice drive. Yeah, I've noticed that on the uh, drive-in in the mornings, there's, you know, it's, it's just that explosion of color, and started with, the, the like, the, some bright red trees. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, for the longest time, I was wondering, I mean, every winter, uh, we have these ginormous Locust trees. I talked about them last week, actually, on the podcast, and like, well, they're always the last to bloom. Yeah, the black. Uh, and they did. They did actually uh, spring out. I mean, they haven't. They've, they've budded. They're green. They didn't. They didn't flower uh, this year, but they do have green on them. And yeah, very so, tiny little leaves, because those are the weirdest leaves ever. These are like dinosaur trees. Yeah, they they should have called them the Lazarus trees because they don't ever die. They sort of just keep coming back to life. They'll spring off another bit. So right. A lot of the trees in our yard, there's like dead sections, but then this one third is still a whole living tree. <laughs> uh, but they're creepy looking. But the f- the f- the f- leaves look like ferns because mm-hmm. they're so tiny and the way they're grouped together it almost looks like big ferns on the tree so yeah it's a very crazy looking tree yep so they did make it another yes. year no flowers though it's a disappointing i think they've only gotten flowers one once or twice so far i think you're right but the uh, hickory tree at the top of our driveway is uh, is budding right now and the blueberry bushes i took a look this morning Were they all right and they're good good yeah they they've got expected cold the other day i know but we're we should be good now we aren't going to get any we're close to freezing for the next couple of weeks anyway. That's good. And that should bring us into, you know, May. So well, we, we had, had that freezing. Had, I know. <laughs> I was just going to say, I know. knock on wood, it doesn't happen again. <laughs> but we had it last year. We lost all our blueberries. But hopefully that's a, uh, a, a you know, freak of nature. It doesn't happen two years in a row. And, uh, yeah, we've got lots of blossoms right good. now in the blueberry bushes. So I'm that's excited good. about that. I'm looking around, too. I think the a lot of places we've got the cane, the blackberry Black raspberries. Mm-hmm. They're not blackberries. I think they're they're canes of black raspberries. They look like they're popping back too. Yeah, and the uh, oh, there's the that's a rooster. Was that a rooster? Mm-hmm. Okay, with my headphones on, it's hard to tell the screech of a rooster from the high pitched indignant squeal of a hog. Yeah, you know that was the rooster making a weird sound. Which is the <laughs> Uh, and we have beets coming up, which is good. Yeah. Still no sign of carrots, though. We we used carrot tape. For the first time. For, yeah. And this was an experiment. And, and Trent actually told us, uh, told me on Twitter, he said, I didn't have much luck with the tape. Well, we so, have another set, too. So I guess if this doesn't go, maybe we can try it again. Yeah, with more tape. I don't know. In a different kind of soil <laughs> configuration. Maybe if we make it poofier, maybe. fluffier. Maybe we could use one of our raised beds for carrots i Maybe. suppose that'd be deep enough right it should be and it would be have yeah because these are it's a it's a set of different types but they're not like the overly long 
carrots or just average yeah, like size carrots. Three foot long carrots. Yeah, so we could they don't probably have three foot long carrots. No, do I don't they? think they have three no. foot long carrots, but they have, do have like seven to nine inch long carrots. Yeah. But these are just average size, like six to eight inches long, three different types. But they would probably work in the raised bed because it'll be f- fluffy. Different type of soil, soil too. right? So it's not going to be dirt. Yeah. All right. Well, well, we'll do another experiment, I guess, here in another week or so, because next weekend is the weekend we're going to hopefully be able to put some tomatoes in the ground. It's Easter next weekend. I don't think they're big enough. Next Saturday. I don't think they're Easter. big enough. They're, none of those plants are big enough. I, I said hopefully. Well, those there babies, was a... you're not going to put my babies outside <laughs> and have them all freeze today. I said hopefully. <laughs> We've been uh, bringing them out during the day, bringing them back inside at night. They are, most of them actually we have now. Yeah. Uh, we do have sprouts. We were, you know, some of them took their own sweet time to uh, to start yeah, growing. Yeah, it's like, but, hello, get on with it already. Right. And now we're waiting for our peppers to actually start sprouting. Germinate. Yeah. Going. So come on, peppers. Pepper, pepper, rah, rah. I don't know if you can cheer for them, but they do have a good sunny spot in my office. Yeah. And soon, like I said, I mean, soon it'll be uh, warm enough to leave them out all the time. Yes. And we've got some herbs started in the greenhouse just to see how You don't want to have snowflake vegetables. You know, well, I know no. that they're your babies, but you don't want to turn your vegetables into snowflakes. No, no. But you don't want to. We've, we've made really dumb mistakes before, like not hardening or getting out too yes. quick and turning too small. And they, I want them to be a little bit bigger. A little bit hardier, second set of true leaves on them, something like that. All right. All right. All right. Well, I tell you what, uh, stick around. You stick around, too. Can you? I think you I'm going to. You've got one more segment, maybe? I may. you got to go? i gotta, I'll gotta you got to check and see if this, somebody is, if okay. I'm meeting them or not. Okay. All right. The uh, aforementioned son yeah. has to get uh, picked up again. So uh, stick with us. We're going to take a time out. Uh, both of us maybe back? Yeah. One of us maybe back. <laughs> You'll just have to tune in to see. That's what we call a cliffhanger. Stick around. And one or both of us will be right back. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. So you want to talk about a coordinated approach at diplomacy from the Trump presidency? Haley at the UN addressing the Security Council. Tillerson looking at Putin as Putin saying that we're wrong. And Trump on the phone, the president on the phone with the president of China. I think that's a pretty impressive set of actions simultaneously happening. Well done, Mr. President. Well done, White House. Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards continues on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back. And are we joined by Miss E? No, we are not joined by Miss E. Uh, no, she had to get going, but she'll be back with us next week here on 40 Acres and a Fool. And if you if you already miss her, if you just need more Missy in your life, and I think we could all use a little more Missy in our lives, uh, you can find her on Instagram at corny. C-O-R-N-Y, goat, you know how to spell goat, farm, corny goat farm. You can also find me on Instagram, at Cam Edwards. That's where you can find me on Twitter as well. And you can also uh, catch me weekdays live, 2 to 5 Eastern on NRA TV, midnight Eastern, 9 Pacific on Sirius XM Patriot 125 and on demand all the time uh, through iHeartRadio and iTunes. That would be for the show Cam and Company, where we focus on Second Amendment news and information from all around the globe. Yes, because the right to keep and bear arms and the right of self-defense does exist, even when not enshrined 
in a uh, country's constitution. All right. Uh, you can also email us, by the way, 40acrefool at gmail.com, and we have a lot of emails to get to, um, including one from Greg talking about Cam and Company. Greg is the llama guy. Uh, Greg is the llama man, I suppose, and he's, he's more than just a guy. Uh, and Greg, I hope Mushu is doing well. Greg writes in to say, oh my gosh, thank you for bringing Jesse Jane Duff on Cam and Company. Yes, I'm late in listening to NRA News, but the uh, March 15th and 16th episodes are awesome. Thank you. He says, uh, please read the end of average. Totally fits the arguments that you brought up. Very good read. Might take four hours to finish. It'll certainly make you feel different about the uh, education that your kids are getting. And Greg says, I still want to bring Mushu up for you and Missy and others to enjoy, so let me know. I, uh, I will. Greg, I will let you know, um, and hopefully there'll be some weekends here before long. And, uh, you know, in, in early August, I can say this because Missy's not around right now. Oh, she's getting ready to walk out the door. All right. I better be quiet. I got something to say, but I don't want her to hear it. So I'll wait till she leaves before I continue with my story. Bye, honey. Bye, Missy. The audience says Goodbye. So, in August, we have our uh, wedding anniversary coming up, and it's a big one. It's number 20. So, Greg, you know, when we got married 20 years ago, actually, you don't know this, Greg, I'll tell you the story. When we got married 20 years ago, we got married in a public park in Oklahoma City, uh, and we were too broke to pay for the uh, permit to get married in the public park, and in an act of small L libertarianism or anarcho-capitalism or whatever you want to call it, I decided, you know what, it's a public park. I shouldn't have to pay a permit to get paid to get married in a public park. It's a public park. I got used and I'm enjoying the park just like if I were wandering around the Rose Garden. So it was an act of civil disobedience. We did not pay our permit. $75. It was a lot of money to get paid in a uh, public park. So we, uh, we got married in a park, Greg, and I, I have this... Now we kind of like live in a garden setting. You know, 20 years ago, we lived in a uh, second-story duplex that ended up falling down like three years after we moved out. Kind of a scary place. We loved it. It was our first place, but uh, yeah, kind of scary. Uh, now we're sort of living in a park-like setting. So I don't know, Greg. There's got to be a way to incorporate llamas and alpacas into a uh, an anniversary party, right? Anyway, we'll talk more about it. I'm kind of afraid Miss E's listening in. She's just sitting in the driveway right now. Better talk about something else. <clears throat> All right, so we will move on to a, another email. Tabitha writing in. Have ever have you uh, ever heard of amaranth? Um, I have not, Tabitha. Tabitha says, I'm a relatively new listener and unfortunately live in the burbs. My grandparents had a 100-acre farm in North Florida when I was growing up, and so my heart is on a farm. I plan to have a very small garden this fall. I love the show. I live in Melbourne, Florida, which is just below Cape Canaveral. I found a new, to me, she says, seed called amaranth. It's supposed to be like spinach and survive our hot, humid summers. I imagine that you two have not experimented with this plant being further north than me, but I did want to ask for your thoughts. When you said the description, uh, uh, Tabitha, I, I, I have read about this plant, uh, read about this vegetable in um, one of the seed catalogs. I think it was probably baker seed. Um, but I have not ever experimented with it. Well, so every time, Tabitha, we plant lettuce or cabbage or spinach or broccoli, I mean, I could go down the list here. Uh, it gets eaten. It gets eaten long before we get to eat 
those vegetables. And so, uh, in a fit of peak, we've just decided, screw it, we're not we're not planting these anymore. Um, lettuce grew well for us in a in a cold frame, and I don't know if you could get away with that with uh, amaranth, but. Uh, um, if you have any problems with even the burbs with rabbits or with um, even deer, I, I guess, in the uh, depends on where you are there in uh, Melbourne, Florida. I don't know if you have a deer problem or if you have an alligator problem or if the alligators take care of the deer. Uh, but a cold frame might work for you. Uh, I just know that for us, it's been a pain to try to grow anything like that. I mean, we, we, we will deal with the bites on the occasional tomato. But when every cabbage has been eaten, um, I suppose you know the. I just I just sort of had this realization that uh, probably should really work on that fence, right, and try to make sure that the uh, critters can't get in there. Yeah. Well, the show is called Forty Acres and a Fool, so there you go. We uh, we learn a little every week. All right, we've got more for you. Actually, we're going to take a quick time out, so stick around, and we'll be back with more 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. So he had an uh, interesting email from Larry, your top three. Larry says, um, how about you and Missy give us your top three in a few categories? It could be handguns, alcohols, recipes, authors, books, movies. This would be a pretty interesting segment to each week's show or a theme for an entire show. Thanks again for inviting us into your world each week. Uh, Larry, I love that idea. I think it's awesome. I would uh, say look for this in a future episode or episodes of uh, 40 Acres and a Fool. Um, I will talk with Missy. We'll figure out where to get started. We might uh, alternate, or uh, maybe I will ask her. Maybe we'll do this. Well, I'll ask her, like, her top three X, and she'll ask me my top three Y. Because, uh, like, you don't want my top three recipes. Not, again, after having lived with Missy for 20 years. I, I Listen, I, I used to be able to, well, all right, if we're being honest here, I was, I was never a great cook. I had that go-to first date meal of uh, seafood fettuccine Alfredo. And after that, I was kind of done. But, man, I made a mean seafood fettuccine Alfredo with pre-made Alfredo sauce and stuff like that. Yeah, so you don't really want my top three recipes because they would involve uh, milk and cereal and, uh, uh, you know, press the uh, button on the toaster to uh, toast your bread, stuff like that. But Miss E... Now, she can give you some good recipes. Uh, as far as alcohols, see, I think this is where I would shine. I think Miss E's alcohol would be rather limited. She knows what she likes. She likes what she likes, and that would be about it. I like to sample. I like to try. I like to uh, uh, peruse different, not just different bourbons, although I could do a top three for bourbon pretty easily, Larry. But, uh, yeah, I like to sample. 
right, I like that idea, Larry. Thank you very much for uh, for writing in. Um, you know, another segment that I've been kicking around, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this. I kind of want to do a segment. You know, look, we're out here outside right now as I'm recording this podcast, and there are pigs in my point of view. You heard, perhaps, if your uh, speakers are really good and you turned up really loud, you heard the uh, gobbling of the wild turkeys in the background and the uh, kind of weird noise that our rooster was making earlier. I, 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 I like being outside. I like being in a, uh, a rather simple environment, right? I mean, agriculture has existed for thousands and thousands of years. But our world seems to be changing and I don't know about you, sometimes it feels like it's getting creepier by the day. Like, I hear about these technological advances, and I don't really want them. You know, like, I don't want driverless cars. I don't need driverless cars. Driverless cars kind of freak me out. You know, we've got ISIS-inspired terrorists who are uh, hijacking cars right now and driving them into crowds of people. So what happens when driverless cars can get hacked? And I, I, and I just have this assumption now that if it's uh, connected to the Internet in some way, form, or fashion, it can be hacked. I don't care how secure it's supposed to be. It can be hacked. So I, I don't really like the idea of driverless cars. I, I worry about the, uh, the uses for those driverless cars. And I saw this other story today, which made me think again about the just sort of the, the creepy side of the uh, of where we're going with technology here. So this was from Slate. There's a um, there's a company that makes uh, internet connected garage door openers. It's called Garage It. Yeah, kind of like garage and gadget. That's that's cute. Uh, it lets you, according to Slate, remotely lock or unlock your garage with an app or to see if it's open, which sounds like a cool idea. I don't have a garage, but uh, sure, whatever. Sounds like a cool idea. Slate says, uh, after a uh, customer complained about it online and left a negative review, he got an unpleasant surprise. Garage it bricked the customer's device. Yeah, so the customer left a, a comment on the support forum uh, complaining about technical issues, right, Slate? Quote, wondering what kind of piece of shit I just purchased here. And they then followed it up with a negative Amazon review saying, junk, don't waste your money. iPhone apps, a piece of junk, crashes constantly, startup company that obviously has not performed proper quality assurance tests on their products. All right, now, I, I know enough small business owners to know that crappy reviews can really hurt a business. And that not all crappy reviews are fair. I, I, I know this. And it's tough because every small business owner I know who's had an unfair review wants to get on Yelp or they want to get on Amazon. They want to say, you know what? Let me tell you something, buddy. But they don't. They don't because it's really not professional. Well, nobody told Garageit. The uh, company disabled the customer's device by denying it access to its servers and then bragged about it on its forums. Yeah. Um, quote, Martin, the abusive language here and in your negative Amazon review submitted minutes after experiencing a technical difficulty only demonstrates your poor impulse control. I'm happy to provide the technical support to the customers on my Saturday night, but I'm not going to tolerate any tantrums. At this time, your only option is to return garage to Amazon for refund. 
your unit ID will be denied server connection. You know the, I mean, there's a lot of douchiness to that uh, email, but you know the douchiest part about that? I'm happy to provide the technical support to the customers on my Saturday night. Well, good. <laughs> good. What do you want? What, 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 do you, what do you want? Do you, you, it looks, say what your hours are. But if you are telling your customers, hey, you know what? We've got 24-7 customer support. And I would imagine that if we're dealing with being let into our homes, 24-7 customer support would be something that you'd want to have. Then don't, don't do that passive-aggressive whining about here I am on a Saturday night taking care of your needs, Barton. I, uh, he paid you, right? He's a customer, right? So I don't want to hear any complaining about, oh, I could be out, you know, at a cool party somewhere, but no, I'm working tech support for your ungrateful ass. I just, that rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, Garage it, according to Slate, defended itself in a subsequent post saying it took action uh, to distance itself from the toxic individual. Uh, quote, okay, calm down, everybody. Save your pitchforks and torches for your elected representatives. This only lacks the death threats now. So, right, everybody calm down. Don't feel what you're feeling. <laughs> right? Good luck with that, by the way. We live in a world where feels come before facts for uh, far too many people. So, yeah, have fun putting that genie back in the bottle. Uh, the uh, uh, garage it. Uh, response said, uh, the firing of the customer, the firing of the customer, okay, uh, was never about the Amazon review, just wanted to distance from the toxic individual ASAP. Admittedly, not a slickest PR move on my part. Access restored, note taken. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, P.S., anybody have Streisand's phone number? Hmm. Yeah. At at that point, um, you know, just stop digging, just stop digging. But Slate makes the the broader point here that, you know, look here's you 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 spend your money right, you download this app. Presumably, there's some sort of actual gadget that you purchase that allows your garage door to be uh, remotely accessed. Right. Um, But does that make it yours? Or is it still the company's? Uh, Slate says in 2016, smart home company Nest decided to discontinue a line of products built by Revolve. Or it's it's actually Revolve without any use. I don't know what that would be. Revolve. A company had acquired bricking customers' devices. The decision sparked outrage from customers and raised questions about consumer rights in the Internet age. One disgruntled Revolve customer wrote, When software and hardware are intertwined, does a warranty mean you stop supporting the hardware, or does it mean that the manufacturer can intentionally disable it without consequence? Uh, the CEO at, at the time of Nest, Tony Fidel, seems to believe the latter. Tony believes he has the right to reach into your home and pull the plug on your Nest products. They, uh, according to Slate, subsequently offered compensation to affected customers to make amends. But Slate says what's happening with Garagit shows the issues around Internet-connected devices is only getting started. Yeah, it is. Um, So, again, you know, besides the creepy factor of some of these things, uh, you know, is Amazon Echo listening all the time? Do we have, you know, passive listening with your smartphone? There's just, again, there's this Orwellian creepiness. And it was, by the way, it was Orwellian and it was creepy even before Donald Trump became president. This is something that actually should unite, I think, the left, the right, and the muddled middle 
in its general creepiness and its potential to be even creepier than what we actually know. Right? That's all I'm saying. It's just kind of creepy. But then we get into basic questions about property, including digital property. Is it yours? Are you buying or are you just leasing? And uh, what happens when a company does not subscribe uh, anywhere close to subscribing to the idea that the customer is always right? Uh, If you get a a product unwillingly or unknowingly, uh, you purchase a product or even a digital product from a person who is a whiny little snowflake, a petulant, passive-aggressive little loser uh, who decides to react poorly to maybe, let's say, uh, a, um, a, a post or a comment that uh, was not accurate, but you can't handle any sort of criticism, and so you uh, uh, flip out. Now, or they flip out. Do you, as the consumer of that product, have any recourse other than, you know, hopefully the uh, little snowflake decided that he doesn't want to be seen as a petulant, whiny person for for potential purchasers of that product? I don't know. It's an interesting question, and I, uh, I, I, I just don't see the need for a lot of this stuff. I just really don't. My, my life is good without driverless cars and without thermostats that can listen to me. And I just don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. Let's have flying cars instead, instead of talking thermostats and refrigerators with TV screens on them. Let's go for the flying cars. Let's think big. All right. That is going to do it for this edition of 40 acres and a fool. While we're thinking big, be safe and have fun, live a little, learn a lot. And we will talk to you soon with more 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. This is 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.